On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I give you a very quick update on my entirely uneventful week, and I explain why being above average is actually way easier than anybody will tell you it is. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to this episode number 138 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is the place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges, sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Now, you've probably heard me say before something like, this is going to be a short one this week, or I don't have much to tell you about this week. But really, this is going to be a short one this week, and I really don't have much to tell you about. This week, from a exciting things to share on the podcast perspective, has been entirely uneventful. The day, of course, right now is Thursday. I am in the office where I have been all day working, and that's exactly what I've been doing all week, really. Um... Actually, since last time we spoke, I didn't really have the weekend off. So for the last seven days since we last spoke, I've basically just been here working, going on my little daily walks, driving to and from the office, sleeping when I get home. It has been very unexciting. But as I'm sure you know, if you've listened to any episodes of this podcast before, the end of this week being the beginning of quarter four means that things as they are every year, are very busy for us as a business. Uh, I spoke a few weeks ago actually about how we've been very fortunate in being able to sign quite a few new clients over the last few months, all of which are naturally ramping up towards Christmas alongside the clients that we already had and the clients that we work with every year. And so this period, probably more so than any other year, it's just going to be a busy one. Uh, and that's probably the reason why I feel so worn out and so exhausted today. Um, I've actually been fine all week, really productive days, uh, doing like a solid block of time in the office and then in the evening, bashing out things like shorts and outreach of guests for the podcast and all that stuff. Like I've really managed to just go and go and go for the last week, but I got out of bed a bit late today. I've been eating a bit rubbish today. I've had way too much caffeine today and yet I just feel knackered. I feel really worn out. So um, I'm going to get this podcast out of the way and then hopefully get a bit of rest. Um, and also, if you're looking for the video version of this week's episode, there isn't one. I just can't be bothered setting up the video stuff, spending an hour doing that, then recording this and then spending another hour editing and uploading the video, given there's going to be such little stuff to talk about. Um, but yeah, like I say, this week has been a productive one just been busy in the office. Uh, on the podcast front, you may have seen on either Twitter or Instagram that I announced the other day that I managed to confirm David Robson as a guest. You will remember maybe three weeks ago, I said that I'd love to have David here on the podcast. I have just, or at the time I had just started listening to his book. I've almost finished it now. His book, The Expectation Effect, which honestly, right, even before he comes on, I highly recommend that you either read or listen to that book. It is blowing my mind like nothing else I have ever read. How our expectations of what we're able to do or what our reality will become so directly impact in a almost unbelievable way 
what really happens in our lives, like our expectations and how our brains, which David calls prediction machines, right? They look at inputs and then they predict how strong we are likely to be in a certain situation or how tired or how hungry or how able. And then they almost print that prediction onto our reality. It's so, so crazy. And it is absolutely laced with studies and references and science. This isn't some kind of pie in the sky nonsense. This is really interesting science. And David has pulled together a huge collection of research and studies to show that, I guess, A, we're not as smart as we think we are, or at least we're not as consciously driving our decisions as we think we are, which is a similar vein to conversations like the one that I had with Rory Sutherland, right? The idea that so much of what goes on in our minds, whilst we feel like we're the driver, whilst we feel like we're in control, isn't always the case. But then B, and this is the more empowering part of the expectation effect from David's book, once you understand the power and the grip that your expectations have on your reality, on your outcomes, on your happiness, on all of these things, once you're able to harness that and slightly shift your expectations or be a bit more careful about what you expect or how you expect it, you can almost change the path of your life and avoid these unforced errors and just make sure that you're really going after what you want and really getting what you want. Um, I'm going to finish that book this week, probably. I listen to about half an hour of it each day on my walks. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for that conversation. It's rare that I reach out to an author while still reading their book. I will either get approached and kind of read a synopsis of a book and then invite the author on and then read it, or I'll reach out to people whose books I've read long in the past. But it's, it's so rare for me to be so kind of taken in by a book that I need to contact the person before I've even finished reading it. So if that's not a testimony for how excited I am for this conversation with David, I don't know what is. Uh, so that means that there are three big recordings coming soon. I won't bore you with the details of the other two because I've mentioned them every week for the last few weeks, mainly because there has been an absence of guests. But there is, of course, Ali Abdul, David Robson and Paul Mort. I think based on what's going on in my inbox and the few contacts who I'm speaking to and so on, there'll probably be another two to three guests confirmed before the end of the year, which should take us nicely to the end of the year. And then in the meantime, I can plan January onwards conversations uh, there's somebody I've got in mind for a January podcast, actually, who I think will come on. So lots of exciting stuff going on there. And then I'll probably, just thinking out loud here, I will probably take my normal break over Christmas, which I have done for the last, well, it'd be the last four Christmases now, won't it? Yeah, the last four Christmases have the little break between Christmas and New Year, and then come back in January. And as I seem to do every January without intentionally meaning to do it, just kind of relaunch things, you know, because I'll have that period to pause and reflect and work out what was good this year, work out what could have been better this year, firm up processes, just tidy things up a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for the podcast in the new year, but there is lots to come on the podcast before then. I'm not finishing yet. Uh, it's just, it feels like we're now in that period of time where things are heading towards the end of the year. And so I'm not sure about you, but I'm very much already thinking about what is next year going to look like and what can I do now to make sure the next year is as good as it can be. Uh, speaking about content, I've been having a little bit of fun recently with TikToks and reels and shorts and all of this short form video stuff, which is an interesting challenge for me, for want of a better word, not least because uh, I tweeted... Who did I tweet? Danny Miranda about this recently. So he has been absolutely 
pumping out TikToks and shorts and reels for his podcast. And I was always really hesitant. I see, or I saw, I guess, past tense, the YouTube channel as this place where long form, like 45 minutes to an hour and a half content can live of these really deep, interesting conversations with people or like the full episodes from this style podcast here. And that was that. I thought it was almost cheating or a little bit icky to start uploading kind of lightly edited background music, 60 second clips where I make a singular point in a really surface level way. And that's that. But the more I looked, particularly at YouTube shorts, but also kind of TikTok, and the more I considered what I want this podcast to achieve for me selfishly on like a three to five year scale, the more I realized that actually avoiding that style of content, as icky as it makes me feel personally, and as much as I don't consume that style of content personally, I mean, if you look at my TikTok, I follow zero people for that reason. I think the short form content is just, I don't know, it's not great. I don't, I don't rate it massively, but these platforms, as they all race to win the game of short form, you've got YouTube shorts, which will literally just hand out hundreds, if not thousands of YouTube views overnight, every night when you upload a reel. And from that, you get maybe five to 10 subscribers. You've got TikTok, which for example, this morning, uh, like a random video I uploaded last night, did nothing all night. And then this morning when I was in the office talking to Sarah in the space of about an hour, it did like 450 likes and almost a hundred followers just like that. Didn't have to do anything. It was a 60 second video. And similarly with reels on Instagram, I've been doing them there for a little bit longer than the other two, but I probably gained like 250 to 300 followers over the last few months just by pumping out content that is really easy to make. So as much as I don't personally rate short form content, when these platforms are in this battle with each other and the reward for creators is reach and views and followers and subscribers and momentum and understanding the algorithm, there's no way that I can't be doing it. So you probably realized if you follow me anywhere, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, that I am going very, very heavy on short form content. That's going to continue, frankly, until the algorithms stop rewarding it. Uh, so that's interesting. We'll see where that takes me uh, when scaled over a year, because I really think you only need two or three bangers in a year to get some crazy reach. And that just expands the reach of the podcast, which makes getting bigger guests easier and so on. So yeah, I'm just playing the game at this point. I think it's the summary of that. And that video that I spoke about just now that I uploaded to shorts and TikToks and reels last night, the subject matter of that is actually an interesting one. So the first stat that I used in that video was actually inspired by a stat that I heard in James Smith's book about confidence. But that stat that I heard forced me to do some digging to understand what being above average really means, right? Because we're all living this life assuming that we are either average or below average, right? Because we are comparing upwards when it comes to almost anything in life, right? We use things like Instagram or television or the media to look at what we think the average person is doing. And so we're seeing sports cars and we're seeing holidays and we're seeing six packs and we're seeing massive intelligence and we're seeing incredible networks, right? And so it's only right if we think that that is a true representation of those around us to assume that we are less good than average to assume that we are somehow behind, right? And in doing that, I think we send this implicit message to ourselves that if you're this far in life and you've tried as hard as you have tried and you're still below average, why bother? Why not just give up and settle? 
and live the life you're currently having and not push. And so I think the stats that I used in the TikTok, which I will get onto in a second, are interesting because they demonstrate that actually what you see on your phone, on that little screen that tells you is normal relative to these stats, the facts, the numbers that can't be argued with is literally a world apart, right? So 15% of people in the UK have a gym membership. That's the stat I got from James's book, right? But what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that if you have a gym membership or if you don't, if you sign up today and go for the first time and you go to the gym once ever, you literally just step foot in a gym once, you are in the top 15% of people who look after their body, right? Imagine what happens if you go three times a week on a fairly consistent basis. You're easily, easily in the top 10% of people looking after their body, right? Just because you don't have the six pack, just because you don't have the massive biceps or the bum or whatever it might be, you're massively above average by putting in a fairly low amount of effort, even if social media would have you believe you're not. The same with reading. I found a stat that only 19% of people say that they read something from a book every day, right? That means 81% of people don't read anything from a book on any given day. If you pick up a book for the next seven days and on each day you read one page, one page of a book puts you in the top 20% of the population. So again, imagine where 10 pages of a book, imagine even where a chapter of a book a day would get you in terms of at what speed you are learning and you are picking up information relative to all of those around you. And then the third really interesting one that I had to do with Google and find the numbers on is sleep, right? Because I am a massive fan of sleep. I don't need to tell you that. It's all I speak about on this podcast, it seems. The World Health Organization, the NHS, all of these global and local organizations seem to agree on one thing when it comes to sleep, which is that we need between seven and eight hours of sleep a night. So the NHS did a study and only 17% of people are getting the eight hours of sleep they need here in the UK, which again means if you focus on your sleep, you will be in the top 20%. And what does that mean? Because, okay, I don't really care whether I'm in the top 20% of people who sleep. But what about being in the top 20% of people who are rested and focused and able to do their best the next day? Because that's what sleep affords you, right? Focusing on these things that the numbers tell us are incredibly easy to be above average on. And just picking four or five and focusing on, on them every single day of your life will, over a few years, put you so much further ahead than you could ever imagine. But I am really of the belief that most people don't bother because most people don't believe it. People think that the average is that like bikini body or being massively wealthy or having a, a sick sports car and it's not. Average, depressingly, is actually really low, right? The bar to be above average by definition is that you need to be just ever so slightly better than the average person. And when you span that across your entire peer group, I promise you it's really not that hard. And then you look at those numbers and you realize that so many people just aren't trying. 85% of people don't have a gym membership, right? 81% of people don't read a single page from a book in any given day. 83% of people aren't getting the sleep they need. It's so easy to be above average. And I think that if we knew that, we would live our lives entirely differently. So I guess that is the only interesting thought that I have to share with you today. And I think that really that is it. Um, there's nothing exciting coming up this week either. So I can't even tell you about my week ahead. It's probably going to be more of the same uh, tomorrow. So on Friday, I'm going to do the usual thing that I do and go to Cardiff at about 6 p.m. and walk around for a few hours with some music and chill and get a milkshake. And that's just kind of the thing that I do at the end of the week, every single week when I'm here in Wales, as kind of like a rounding off of the week. And it's nice. So I enjoy that. So despite the fact that the weather is telling me right now, the Wales 
very Cardiff, it's going to be very wet tomorrow. I still plan to go and do that. I'm probably going to have Saturday off completely to try and shake this little bit of burnout or exhaustion or whatever I want to call it. I just feel rough today. And so Saturday will be a complete day off, I think. And then we'll go again on Sunday. And next week, it's going to be a busy one. Uh, I think that is all I have to tell you. There will be some guests soon, I promise, as previously discussed. But this has been a short one. Like I said, it would be. Nonetheless, thank you for listening. Hope you have a good week. And I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 139 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.